welcome back to another episode of The Truth About Tech. Um, our guest today is Rafe Needleman, and he is the tech editor and author. Um, and today we're going to be talking about um, what does the future of journalism look like? And uh, Rafe, thank you so much for, for joining me. My pleasure. Thank you. So what, like, just a little bit of your background. How did you get into journalism? Oh, I've been in it. Uh, I was a journalist, or been a journalist for many years. I started um, in the at InfoWorld, which was a an old publication covering um, personal computers for business. And uh, I was the editor in chief of Byte Magazine. For those of you old enough to remember it, um, I ran product reviews at CNET.com. Uh, yep, I remember I was that. The editor of Yahoo Tech for a while. Um, and I branched out over the years. I, I was um, I spent a couple of years as the editor in chief of or a couple of years, uh, less than a year <laughs> as the editor in chief of Make Magazine, which was oh, super yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah, totally. Put our friend Adam on the uh, cover once. I got a kick <laughs> out of that. Um, yeah, so I've just been covering technology and journalism uh, through journalism for most of my career. Did you ever work at Wired Magazine? I did not ever work at Wired Magazine, sadly. Okay. Yeah. A good friend of mine, uh, Kevin Kelly. Do you know Kevin Kelly? I, I, I met him a couple of times, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, so he's a, he's a good friend of mine. Yeah. And uh, it's always fun to geek out with him when it comes to like, what's the future gonna look like? And so it's really fun to have you on because I, like, what do you see journalism looking like going forward? You know, now in this new age of, all information or most information is accessible through the internet. What, what do you see journalism right. looking like? Yeah, everything's available online right now, true and not. So um, it's, it's diff journalism is in a difficult spot right now because there's very few barriers to entry uh, to get information in front of people. Um, the role of the editor, uh, the gatekeeper for information for both good and for bad ha has been removed by the internet and the rise of social media and AI, um, AI editors basically have mm -hmm. made sure that people get the information uh, that they are most likely to react to or engage with, not necessarily the information that is most true. So journalism is in an interesting spot right now. Um, the flip side of all that is that we can find out if we look, any of us can find the truth, uh, yeah. can find things that are reviewed, factual, can dive down the rabbit hole and find all the references to everything you want. If you want to be educated about anything, you can be. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, it's so annoying these days because you'll be going online in these clickbaits will pop up and you're just like, wait, what's this story? Is this, and you know, you click on it and you're like, oh, this was just to get my eyeballs on this site. And now whatever, whatever they're advertising, it, it's literally not there. You know, it's, it's completely different than what they were trying to claim it was. Right. Um, yeah, that's, that's the, 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 the sad part of it. I mean, journalism has always been driven, it's always been a business. You know, people yeah. are in it to make a buck, um, but there's always it's always been this this uh, this um, this trade off. You know, the fine line between uh, how 
much do I do I want to sensationalize to give you sensational information so you stay with me and read and engage and how much do I want to give you the truth and um, the uh, for various reasons there have been standards that people have followed to make sure that uh, the truth wins out um, trust in in the old school journalists uh, was very hard to uh, was very hard to get get that trust and easy to lose it and, and that yeah. um, that's what people paid for. Uh, but things have changed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and now I would say it's probably even, you know, just lately with all the controversy with like CNN and Joe Rogan and all those things, mm -hmm. it's like, you know, the ratings are so, you know, it's like, they're just, they're going down because people are able to have access to other outlets to, to kind of, like you were saying, to search for the truth. Um, you know, normally you're just kind of, you know, force-fed information, and now it's like people can actually do some research, and that's good or bad, right? Because it's like you find the information that fits what you believe, and then there's information that you don't believe, so you just disregard it. Right. Um, the 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 era of like the single source of truth, you know, the Walter Cronkite, uh, right, of the of the airwaves, uh, that's gone. I mean, the the what what used to count, what counts as a successful media property right now, maybe something that gets a million views, you know, you, you, you'd think that over the years that that met, that bar would go up, but it's been going down because there's so much right now. The, the, the attention of, of uh, the people um, mm -hmm. is distributed much more evenly than it's ever been before. So there's no one single source of truth um, right. like there used to be when, you know, a, a show that came on the air would get 20 million viewers or more. Right. It doesn't happen. Right. You know, even, you know, blockbuster shows get a fraction of that um, and they cost uh, as much or more to produce than before. Yeah, I could be like what was uh, Seinfeld in its prime? What was it like over 80 million or, you know, it was something crazy like that. Right. But at the time you didn't have YouTube, you didn't have TikTok. I mean, people, they have so many other outlets to, you know, it's like there's so much noise. There's so much to watch, whether it's, you know, actual programming on television or on your phone and you, you know it's like it, you're constantly distracted yeah uh, right. most people get their media right now from their phone which is a yeah. a a, uh, a device that is guaranteed to be you know what do they say snackable so yeah. you're in it for for 10 seconds and you're out you know it doesn't it does not it's not a, a platform that uh that is um encourages a, a depth you know yeah yeah which is interesting too because I mean, if you think about it, uh, let's say 15, 20 years ago, um, reading articles online just seemed like, it, it was like, why? I have a newspaper or I have magazines. Like I have, you know, news in print. And that kind of seemed like that was where people would go to get their information. And now it's almost the opposite, right? I mean, do you, like, do you see print still like having a life for, for much longer? You know, I, the the discussion of um, where people read their news and who produces the news, um, they're different discussions. Um, I still believe in the uh, the skill and the and the rigor of traditional media news newspapers, uh, the Times, Post you know, whatever your sources, and, and the same is true for some of the, of the television news. Um, that doesn't mean that 
if I'm going to be reading the New York Times, then I'm going to be reading it in paper. In fact, I don't. I, I have a subscription to the New York Times, but it's online only. Um, I, I don't want to deal with all that, you know, recyclables. I just don't. Right. Uh, but right. I still read it. Um, so I don't personally care uh, whether it comes in print or not. Uh, I just want it to be good information and well-written and well-researched and well-edited on the other side of it. Now, um, do you see, like, are, do you see a trend in the way people are consuming their news or consuming journalism? You know, are they just letting the traditional outlets just, you know, spoon feed them the information or do you see people, you know, going in and actually doing the research and finding the actual story or the, the truth? Well, you know, everybody's got their area of expertise uh, or, or passion. Well, they'll, they'll drive down, they'll dive down the rabbit hole of information, you know, factual or not, just because it's yeah. what tickles their fancy. Yeah. You know, um, uh, and, and the, the, the internet makes that possible. You know, if I read a story about topic X um, and I want to read out, I want to read more about it or learn more about it, there are, you know, I can do that for the rest of the day or lifetime. Yeah. Um, and uh, I can just read the headlines of stories that I don't really care that much about. And that's not that different, uh, being able to skim. You know, we always used to skim the paper. No, very few people read it cover to cover, but you would right. skim the headlines and read the stories that you wanted. But now you can read the story you want and then, you know, follow the hyperlinks if you want and read more and more about it. Um, I hope people are doing that. To be honest, I hope people are following their areas of, of interest to become experts in topics. Yeah. Um, I fear, though, that, of course, a lot of people who do that are following rabbit holes to get inaccurate information or um, engaging because it makes what they're reading makes them agitated uh, yeah. as opposed to informed. Uh, that's human nature, unfortunately, to do that. And unfortunately, the the. Uh, the internet and 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 the whole link concept uh, and AI incur AI editors encourages us to read what um, gets our uh, emotions going, not what is most necessarily useful. Right, but that's, I mean, that's human nature, unfortunately. The truth about tech is brought to you by Turbine, the company that's linking the metaverse with the physical world using the Internet of Things. Everything from electric vehicles to smart cities to smart grids and digital twins. Turbine is the largest system of sensor data coming from public infrastructure and commercial sources, all highly curated for uses in areas as diverse as augmented reality, insurance calculations, or guiding delivery drones. Check it out at turbine.com. That's T-E-R-B-I-N-E.com. Turbine, we're taking the pulse of the earth. It's also a weird time for, you know, especially for this new younger generation coming up. Because mm -hmm. like when I was growing up, it, it was that you had the three news outlets, right? ABC, CBS, NBC. And then all of a sudden CNN came along and, you know, and then all of a sudden it was like 24 hours of news, right? right? Like now that's a thing. Um, but now with the internet, it's information all around the globe, anytime you want it, it right. right at your fingertips. Um, like, what do you think that is doing to humans as psychologically as a whole? <laughs> you know, know what I mean? Oh my, my goodness. Um, 
it's not necessarily bad to have access to information. We're not accustomed, we're not probably in, as individuals trained in how to you know, mediate or moderate our intake of that information. Um, but we, you know, I, I heard this argument about billboards, you know, mm -hmm. how, how much of a, of a uh, oversaturation of information it was when we were driving down the freeway and we would just get bombarded with advertising all the time, right? Right. Um, right. We learn. And, and I will say that I think younger people who are growing up in this, um, in this era of constant information coming at them, um, constant little snippets of, you know, endorphin jolting information. Um, right. I hope, because I'm an optimist, believe it or not, uh, <laughs> that, that they are learning how to take that information in and process it in a, in a holistic way, uh, in a way that seems kind of alien to uh, us as, uh, as uh, old, you know, what's, you know. Yeah, well, well, it's just, it's, I mean, sometimes, I get so into certain topics and, you know, I will do a dive into, you know, on YouTube and just keep going. And it's right. like, I have to take a moment and be like, okay, I need to just take a break. Like, this is overwhelming. There's too much. I don't want to know this much. You know what I mean? It's, it's like starting to overwhelm the way I think. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know what to say. I mean, I, I find that with TikTok, you know, um, yeah, totally. TikTok right. is, TikTok is is a is a time black hole. You know, you you open yeah. up, you look at a at a at a at a talk, whatever, uh, and an hour has gone by, and you've learned absolutely nothing. But an hour has gone by. Yeah, um, and it's that, like it's like eye crack. It just it, you just it's like you can't look away. You can't stop. You know, you can't stop watching. And it's the best example of the AI editor. Um, the I believe it was the journal. Um, did an extraordinarily good uh, dive into how TikTok, you know, um, gets that level of engagement from everybody. Um, and it is purely uh, an algorithmic feed that sees what you watch till the end and slightly tweaks the algorithm to give you more of that and watches what you like, what, what you watch till the end. That's not what you like, it's what you pay attention to. And the right. more things that you pay attention to like that, it feeds things in that are associated with that in its algorithm. Uh, it's extraordinarily effective. Uh, yeah. And that is the way that, uh, that's the best example of the algorithmic editor uh, that we see on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, all, all the social media, which is why um, everybody gets their own version of the news these days. Which I find could be dangerous, right? Because now, you are basically being fed the things that you believe instead of getting out there and trying to find other opinions or other points of views. Yes. All you're getting are the points of views that you agree with. So, so it's just kind of reinforcing what you already believe. It's, it's the filter bubble. Um, and it's, but it's not necessarily what you believe. It's what you engage with, what, what you have a reaction to. It might be in some cases, it might be you get everything that you hate because you are the type of person, which is not uncommon, to uh, pay attention to things that make you angry, which is, again, human nature. Right. Um, and, you know, if, if TikTok were, and, and the algorithmic editor were uh, successful because it showed you what, you what made you happy, 
this will be a very different discussion. But it yeah. doesn't show you what makes you happy. It shows you what what makes Fires you fire you off the most neurons, whether yeah. they're good neurons or bad neurons. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, a lot of times it's opinions that you agree with, right? Yes. Where, where it's like, oh yeah, that makes me mad too. This issue is driving me crazy or whatever. And it's just kind of reinforcing what your, you know, kind of your beliefs are. Right. And because, and because of the way we react to things and because of the way we get um, accustomed or acclimated to certain emotions uh, in order to get that, um, that endorphin rush of feeling agreement or engagement, uh, the next version to give you the same level of engagement is going to have to be more extreme. And that's how you end up down a rabbit hole of extreme views, um, which can, in, in some cases, as, as the media has shown, if you believe the media <laughs> stories, which I have to say, which in this case I do, because this is the media I believe, um, <laughs> can you lead you to a really destructive place. If you yeah. are tend towards depression and you engage with things that make you feel sad or blue or self-harmful or uh, harmful towards others, uh, the next media clip that you see will make you feel more that way and more that way and more that way. And that can take you to a pretty dark place. That's creepy. Mm -hmm. um, Seen now, Black Mirror? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's all there. Mm -hmm. everything everything you need to know about the future of, is, is a black mirror the worst possible outcomes there are good possible outcomes too those are just the bad ones yeah, yeah. um now you know do you see with all this fake news popping up um regulations being put on traditional i mean you're seeing it already on social media right people are being kicked off of twitter um for opinions that don't go along with the mainstream narrative. Yeah, that's an extraordinarily difficult thing to, to handle because um, regulations uh, for private companies are very difficult to, uh, to write and to enforce, A. B, the social and legal standards are different in different parts of the world. Um, so who's to say what is I mean, what's legal in the US um, and what's acceptable in the US might be two different things um, yeah. and completely different from Japan, Germany, Mexico, Saudi Arabia, you name it. Yeah. Uh, there, and, and the problem is, that, of course, that the internet with a couple of exceptions is global, not you know local. Uh, so how you police that and how businesses in particular, the, the big social media platforms like uh, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok, um, how they determine communities, their standards, whether the community standards or legal standards or some combination of those, uh, you see them you know, breaking their heads against that wall time and time again, you know, the latest thing with Spotify. Um, yeah. There is no easy answer to that. There is by definition, no answer that will make everybody happy. Yeah. But, it, but it's interesting because, you know, it's like we don't want to spread disinformation. But what's weird is what they're choosing to take off the platforms. Right. Because it's like if it's something that's going against, you know, whether it's vaccinations or being unvaccinated with COVID, all that, you know, there's a ton of uh, focus on that right now. But then they'll allow videos that talk about flat earth. You know, it, it's 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 just interesting 
what they're choosing to remove. Yes, and I am not making those decisions, and I, I am very thankful that I don't have to make those decisions. <laughs> but um, what are your, your thoughts on that? Like, what do you, do you think? Because it's like if we're trying to get rid of all fake news, wouldn't you want to dispel? You know, it's like let's pull off anything that's perpetuating people from believing this idea or this concept. Well, you know, I will say that. I don't think very many people have died because they uh, believe flat earth. Probably some have, but not that <laughs> many. Uh, so, but, so, so where do you, how do you define the rules or, or the line between right. you know, what, what is okay and what is not okay? How do you right. define, how do you define what is uh, accepted truth versus not? I mean, there are certain things that are, you know, that we as, um, especially in a, you know, people who are involved in the techno technology world will, will believe as science-based versus completely anti-science. Mm -hmm. uh, and there are things that, but there's a lot of things that are um, not known or accepted and that are debated um, and that people say are true or, or not true. And, um, you know, there are extreme cases and sometimes it's easy to see what to do in the extreme cases, but there's a lot of cases that are not so extreme and are very difficult to say. And the difference sometimes between uh, fact, fantasy and opinion um, mm -hmm. are not always uh, concrete. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy right now. I mean, it's just like, sometimes it's like you don't, what you were saying earlier where news is a business right mm -hmm. they're they're trying to get views they're trying to get viewership because they're selling ads or whatever whatever you know that they, right. they want their their ratings up and so it's like they are motivated by that so it's like are do you ever get unbiased information well you know as long as humans are writing information, we're imperfect and we have beliefs and biases and things that interest us and things that bore yeah. us. And we will, we will create, write or produce media that has a particular point of view, even if we try to make it objective. Mm -hmm. um, and certainly many news media um, try their best to be as objective as they possibly can. And even uh, media where, um, media outlets where the owners or the advertisers might lean in a particular direction, um, they, even those will have reporters who really believe in telling an unbiased story and reporting the truth. Right. Um, and, you know, so when I, when I see, you know, people maligned for being reporters, it, it, it hurts because I know those people. I've worked with those people for most of my career. And I know that most of them just want to inform. And yeah. that's, they, they, believe, they believe they have a mission to tell people what they found to be true or newsworthy. Yeah. Um, so it comes from a good place in a lot of cases. Uh, but that doesn't mean that they're perfect. Yeah. Or that they or that their editors won't change a few things to put a, a slant in a story or that the page editor uh, won't arrange stories in a particular way or highlight, put one above the other or write a headline one way or the other 
to um, to pr promote a particular slant or point of view, or that they will be overridden at the last minute and have a word changed or something. Uh, so, so bias can come into um, uh, media from a variety of places, a uh, variety of editors. Sometimes the intentions are good, sometimes they're not. It comes from business cases. You know, one could argue that we should be having uh, machines write our news, you know, uncovering the facts and write our news. But the fact is the machines are also programmed, right? <laughs> And as we know, AI has a bias problem already. And the, the more advanced it gets and the less understandable it gets, um, the less it will be uh, easy for us to spot that bias. Yeah, I'm just worried that AI is gonna go, we've, we've figured out the problem with this planet. It's the humans. We gotta get rid of the humans. They're, they're the problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, quite seriously, uh, Fortunately, AI doesn't uh, doesn't want it. Just it just does what it's told, and uh, unless we see, we give it the the challenge. Unless we tell it, yeah, fix uh, fix planet you, Earth. How are we how do you, you know, you know, let's put uh, uh, you know uh, carbon in the atmosphere uh, down to where it was uh, two hundred years ago, and the AI comes with a solution, and we give it the tools to implement that solution. That might be a little sketch. Yeah. Uh, but as long as you don't ask it for that particular question. <laughs> um, now, do you see a problem with always being first, um, like first to break the news? Um, is that a, a big issue? Because now you are more interested in just getting your story out first without doing fact checking and making sure what you're saying is actual. Well, this is the skill of the reporter to be fast and fair and accurate all at once. Um, and a good reporter will uh, have enough history and background covering the, the topic that they're, they're covering to know when, uh, they'll have a good BS detector basically. You know, when yeah. they're told something and they uncover something, they'll know when they, uh, the one they can run it, when they can't. Um, you know, a, a solid journalistic uh, company will, you know, uh, we'll have rules about what counts as a reportable fact versus not, you know, do you have two sources, three sources, whatever is, is required in that particular uh, institution. Um, one of the challenges that we have right now is that we can see the New York Times or whatever your uh, uh, preferred media is, The Economist, Fox, whatever, uh, you can see um, actual journalistic companies uh, alongside um, complete fabrication, just on the same page next to each other. Um, mm, yeah. And uh, so that's, that's, that's the real challenge. But speed has always been um, a challenge, uh, whether it was in, in the era of, of print or, or the internet. It's always, it's always been the enemy of, of depth. Yeah. And I mean, and a great headline, right? It's, it's like, Sometimes I feel like people just read the news, they just read the headlines and they never dig into the, the article. Yeah, that's pretty easy. In fact, I saw that Twitter is, try is trying to combat that. I saw that happen the other day where there was a, um, a story that I had read uh, a couple hours ago and I saw it pop up on Twitter. Um, and I thought, oh, that's interesting. I should retweet it. So I hit retweet and Twitter didn't know I had read the story. And so it said, are you sure you want to retweet this? Maybe you should read the story first. And I think that's a new feature. And Whoa! I gotta say, I respect that. That's weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are you sure? 
Yeah. You do you know what this article is about before you start yeah. sending it out to yeah, everybody? Go beyond the headline. And I respect that a great deal. This podcast is brought to you by Turbine, the company that's linking the physical and digital worlds using the Internet of Things. Turbine is the largest system of sensor data from around the world, powering everything from electric vehicles to improved air quality and self-driving big rigs. Check it out at Turbine.com. That's T-E-R-B-I-N-E.com. Turbine, we're taking the pulse of the earth. Speaking of fake news, what do you think of like the new technology with deep fakes, you know, where they're putting other people's faces on your face? Like the one, the Tom Cruise one, have you seen that one? I, uh, I've seen several, I've seen um, somebody, I don't remember, they replace one actor for another, or they have um, political figures say things that they've never said. Um, I have seen some of those, they're terrifying. And I saw, um, I don't want spoiler alert, but uh, you know, I saw some Boba Fett last night, which had some pretty convincing deep fakes on it. Uh, it's like, is that terrifying? Like now, people are going to start questioning whether they, what they see with their own eyes. Yes, they are, and yes, that is terrifying. And I believe there's also a technological solution to it. Uh, I don't know exactly what it is, but um, I have seen. Um, I don't know if. It, I wish I could remember the the the, the uh, technologist who was proposing a form of time-coded flashing jewelry that a politician could wear. Uh, they'll be oh. flashing out a time code that you could match to make sure that oh, they were cool. coordinated. So it was it, it'd be like um, some way to verify that an image was original and not modified. Right. Well, so that's there a, may be technological that, solutions to this very difficult problem. That's like some Blade Runner stuff right there. That's, right. That's like crazy science fiction. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. But I like I've seen some of these videos and, you know, it's an actor imitating Tom Cruise. And it's just like this guy is amazing. And then they put the, the, the mask on, you know, the digital face oh, on. Man. And it's like it looks like that is so convincing it's it's creepy yeah um and like propaganda the danger of that is not that you will see one of those things and believe it although that is the danger the danger is that you won't trust anything at all that you see um yeah. and yeah. when there is no source of truth when nothing is believed uh how do we converse how do we decide uh how do we communicate with each other uh, that's the danger. It's like it's it's the erosion of trust overall that causes the most damage, not the individual acts of uh, of mistruth. Yeah. Whoa. All right. Let's let's on a night on a on a lighter note. Yes, sir. Uh, how do you see augmented reality or virtual reality playing a role in how people consume information or you know news or journalism? <sighs> well, I'm, I'm, I personally am, am um, really interested in augmented reality more. I find that more valuable to the, our interactions in the real world than virtual reality. Uh, I, I don't really want to go to a meeting in, um, you know, put on a headset, go to a meeting in, in virtual reality. Um, I, I fear that that might be the case at some point in the future and that this work from home thing that we have going on right now will have been this nice in-between time where we're not in the office and not in, you know, uh, uh, the meta, metaverse, metaspace. Um, 
and that those are the only options that we have. And I hope it doesn't come to that. Um, yeah. But AR is super interesting. Um, I, I, I love the, I, I love and fear the idea of having a heads up display, you know, mm-hmm. especially because I'm terrible with names, you know? Yeah. And should we ever start going to parties again? Oh um, I would love to be able to walk into a room and, and have a little it. thing saying, you know, this is Julie. You met her a year ago at such and such oh, kids. How good um, would that be? Right. Oh my God. You, you never have one of those awkward moments where it's like, uh, this is, uh, I know your name. I just can't think of it. Oh, so, that would be unbelievable. So that kind of thing um, will probably happen more first in, in industry. And so, I mean, Microsoft HoloLens was, this is what they eventually zeroed in on as a potential uh, solution where, you know, if I'm an engineer, a jet engine engineer, and this, this, you know, 747 comes in and there's a problem, there's a pipe that has to be replaced inside the engine before it turns around and goes, flies off again. You know, I got to wedge my body up into the engine, find the right pipe, you know, fix it. Um, and there's no room in there for a manual or even an iPad, right. you know, so you put on the goggles, you get up your head up into the engine and what you're looking at, the right pipe starts to, to blink and says, replace this one. So oh. augmented reality in, 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 in the workspace, I think is incredibly valuable um, and will be a thing that is, that is, that more people are using than they are right now. Uh, yeah, and not to mention the dating space. Like, could you imagine you go out on a date with somebody and it instantly is like, uh, this guy's not gonna call you after the second date or, oh, uh, you know, it's like, you can have all this kind of like information about somebody. If you take like, the TikTok, I don't know if I wanna if you take the TikTok algorithm into the dating space, it would tell you exactly what to say in order to keep your, your date engaged in the way that you want. Oh, that would be a good one. Like ask Dig- her about, ask her about her horse riding. Digital really Cyrano, a- right? Yes. Oh, yeah. oh, the digital Cyrano. It would make everything we do completely fake. What more could we want? Yes. It would all be like completely rehearsed. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. That, that, that gets, oh my gosh. There, there's so many ways you can apply that technology. I mean, it'd be amazing. You can, well, you know what you should do is you just take your glasses off, take your date's glasses off, put them at the table by themselves and let them have the thing. And then you just walk away and forget about the whole thing. Yeah. I bought it. Because <laughs> obviously they're better, they're more, they're more seductive than you are. So why even compete with your own headwear? Right. Um, what do you, like, if, if you could change one thing about the future of journalism in technology, what would that, what would that be? Wow, that's a tough one. Um, I'd like to see journalists get paid more. Uh, I would like to see uh, journalism be a better career path for more people than it is right now. Because yeah. people, a lot of people really love to tell stories and they're really good at it. And I like to see more people have that as a way to support themselves than than is current. That is awesome. Um, Anything that you can, you know, suggest, you know, that something that that you've seen lately or read lately that you want to tell people they should check out? Uh, I'm working for a big tech company right now. And most of my stuff is, you know, uh, in service of that company. So, uh, you know, I don't have a particular thing to check out. I do occasionally write about uh, the etiquette of using technology uh, in uh, a blog called Caller Calls Back, um, which covers things like uh, if uh, you're on a phone call, a cell phone call that disconnects, who calls the other person back? 
um, or if you have to be polite to your Alexa, I shouldn't say that it'll wake up um, <laughs> or not. Um, and uh, how to rate an Uber, things like that. You know, how, all, all, these, all these technological mediations that we have for talking to each other uh, that we don't have the, the Emily Post uh, rules on. Um, I try to cover some of those things. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Ray, for coming on. This has been very cool. Like now <laughs> I'm starting to think of all the things you could, you could use this augmented reality technology that you're talking about. I think, I think you got something there. Uh, well, I, uh, I <laughs> go build it. I'm sure people will invest <laughs> in it. Become a gazillionaire. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank Appreciate you very you much. Coming on.